Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Eric cool. Simon, I appreciate your time, man. It's been a while. I'm a bit a big fan of yours. I did a promo video. I didn't put it up yesterday, but I'm, I'm not crushing. I don't know. I'm not weird for the guy. I'm telling I'm not I'm not that way. <laughs> I do wear your shirt quite a bit. I was gonna leave the house the other day. I had the broke agent shirt on, not the just sell it. Thank you both for both of those shirts, though. That was great. I didn't expect of course, the other you've one. Been but... a, you've been a, a stringent supporter of mine for a while, so yeah, you, you deserve a couple T-shirts. I was going to a, to a 50th birthday party, and uh-huh. my boys said to me, Jimmy, you're not going to wear that out. Like, come on. How embarrassing. I'm like, dude, you don't get it. And plus, I'm broke agent, too. <laughs> right, right. We're all yeah, broke she- agent, baby. <laughs> the broke agent logo shirts don't sell too well because I not too many people want to rep a brand that says, hey, what's up? I'm a broke agent. But I the other shirts, it. they definitely help with the marketing a little bit. Oh, I absolutely love it, man. If you can't be yeah. self-deprecating, then uh, yeah, you know, I love that anyway. So tell <laughs> exactly. us a little bit about how you got started, why you got started. Hey, if you tell me you started out because you're disillusioned with real estate – I hear you, man. I've been in, in the business for 25 years, but tell me how, and I appreciate all the work that Wes did when he was, when it was the two of you, I don't know, yeah. what, you know, whatever happened there, but uh, it, it was such a, a great idea and the branding exercise. And then to just to poke humor at, you know, the realtor's always the one at the end of the bar getting around for everyone shots on me, you know, it's payday type <laughs> of thing. So how did you get started yeah. on it? So I, I uh, started at the Laugh Factory Comedy Club actually as a marketing assistant. I don't know if you guys have the Laugh Factory up in, in uh, Canada, but it's basically one of the most famous comedy clubs. And that's kind of when I started writing uh, jokes down and taking note of kind of funny, awkward social interactions. So when I got in real estate, I was cold calling and door knocking and basically having an awful time with it. Got maybe one listing appointment in six months. And I was sitting dead open houses with Wes. We were partners at the time, and it was just a pretty miserable experience. And I was like, there's got to be some other people in the world that are feeling this. Because on social media, all I saw were the success stories. I saw a million-dollar listing. I saw HGTV, and I saw all these agents you know, preaching all these motivational quotes and talking about how many listings they were selling. And I was like, where's the, uh, where's the failure in this business? Like, is anybody else feeling – feeling this pain that I'm feeling and feeling this awkwardness at every open house. So Wes and I came up with the idea, the broke agent, and basically I was going to help him write a blog for one of his website ideas. And we said, let's make it funny because I was always a funny writer. On social media, started tweeting, started uh, downloading on uh, Instagram, Facebook, pretty much everything, and it picked up steam really quickly. And now it's pretty uh, popular brand so, so that, that's pretty much how i got started what obviously i want to know what your claim to fame is and hey i want to be your student especially for my commission coach thing because i mean you know how tiring it gets it would be nice yeah. to make some money and still have some influence and you know care about what's going on in the industry so the commission coach is my little baby but how do you think it it took off now i know you've got some great content but did you have some some big accounts some influencers retweeting you or how did Absolutely. You catch yeah? yeah. So we got validation pretty much, I think, like three or four days into it. Tom Ferry either retweeted or reached out to us or, or reposted one of our pictures very quickly. So that helped to pick up steam. Uh, Ryan Serhant from Million Dollar Listing reposted one of our pictures. But a lot of it was kind of the uh, nitty gritty work that we did to build the audience, whether it was liking, follow, liking photos, following, unfollowing 
commenting back, DMing, getting in engagement groups. Like there's a ton of work that actually went into it um, that wasn't necessarily just organic growth. But obviously the good content and people tagging each other in the photos is what helped it grow initially. So you think the comedy was the main squeeze and then you, a combination between that and uh, guys that were uh, like even in the early days, it must have been risky mm -hmm. to to retweet some of your stuff because it's not exactly politically <laughs> correct. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, a, a lot of a lot of realtors at the beginning, I think, felt a little bit nervous to retweet or repost our, our photos just because it's it's very self-deprecating. And it was basically the inner monologue of a, of a failing real estate agent. So that share wise was relatively difficult. But Instagram's such a private platform where you don't necessarily have to repost something to show love you tag or you like or you comment so that's really how we got a lot of that organic growth but i think once the brand started taking off and people realized that humor is a good way to sell yourself then people started reposting because now on facebook it's getting hundreds and thousands of shares not hundreds of thousands yep, but no, hundreds and thousands mm -hmm. instagram's getting a ton of shares so i think it, it kind of reshaped the way people thought about their business where they said hey i don't have to just keep posting my success stories. I can post some failures because people find that just as relatable, if not more than posting their uh, open houses. So you talked about the groundwork and I can appreciate, you know, liking, yeah. commenting, following, unfollowing. And I know there's a system to it. I, I'm still trying to figure it out. I, I'm fascinated by it. But did you do the groundwork? Did some of the groundwork include, you know, DMing some of these guys and going, hey, we'd love it if you'd retweet some of our stuff. And, and if I can ever yeah. help, you know, reciprocate somehow. Absolutely. So what, what, what I did kind of recently, actually, is I got in these engagement groups, which is something everybody should do, where, where people have similar followings and similar accounts. So there was a, other parody accounts called Attorney Problems, Stupid Resumes, and they're all just kind of disgruntled workers that have you know hundreds of thousands of followers. And we got in a little group of five to six people in a DM group and said, hey, repost my stuff once a week. I'll comment on your stuff. I'll like your photos. And it's kind of just you know, it, it keeps moving. It's like a turning wheel of, of getting each other's following. But at the beginning, what I used to do is tag people in my photos. So for example, I, I made a meme that I thought Ryan Serhant would definitely either like or see, and he ended up reposting it. So I tagged him, had people tag him in the comments, and that got reposted by him, which really helped kind of boost our following. So there, there's a lot of little tricks uh, to get people to. I, I didn't really do too much DMing about saying, hey, can you repost my stuff? Because I kind of just, that, that felt a little inauthentic and I, I didn't want to annoy people. I always wanted people to naturally just see the account and then start liking it themselves. So it was really just like those mutual DM groups, those engagement groups that really helped get it started also. Cool. Now, I know this is not a one-man job, so in the early days, did, yeah. did you and Wes kind of complement each other where you were good at some things, he was good at other things? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, he was he 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 was always liking photos, always following, always unfollowing. He was he was an absolute workhorse um, getting this thing started. I was kind of more the content guy uh, where I'd come up with the stuff. Uh, he'd come up with some stuff also, but he, he was always hammering out liking photos pretty much all day when that was a, uh, a, a more useful tactic. Now, Instagram really cracks down on that. So you, you can't like, you know, thousands of photos a day. But back then, you can search hashtag realtor, hashtag real estate, like a bunch of photos. When the broke agent name pops up, people say, hey, that's interesting. I've never seen a handle like that. Then they go to your account. Then they see it's funny. Then you get a follow. Nice. So, yeah, I mean, he was he was a, an absolute workhorse, like I said, just getting that following up there because it's not it, – it's a lot of work at the beginning oh, to uh, – 
to get these things rolling. Uh, a lot of people, you know, they'll look at your account and be like, Dan, you got a lot of followers. So, you know, that must have happened overnight. But it's been, what, four years of posting two or three times a day, commenting on other people's accounts. Like, you, you really have to kind of develop a, a, uh, a community and interact with everybody possible. Awesome. Uh, now, you, because you're not so politically correct, have you seen some backlash in some of the posts? I mean, we talked privately the other day. You said, oh, yeah. I didn't even notice. I had to take it down. I can't imagine deleting a tweet. I mean, that's something I, I, I loathe <laughs> doing. I hate deleting anything or removing anyone, blocking it, it's anyone. It's embarrassing, but there's just a, a social media mob now. And yeah. I, I, I try, <laughs> like, I, I don't want to be politically correct, but at the same time, um, I, I don't want to alienate my audience necessarily with politics. But the other day I posted a photo of a picture of a guy with a gun to his head. And it was the, the meme was gun to your head. Who would you call that you knew wouldn't answer? And I said something like any realtor, basically. But the picture <laughs> happened to be an African-American person in a white guy's hand, which I didn't even <laughs> notice. So I'm, I'm, I'm going through the comments and everything's <laughs> positive. And then I see a couple of comments being like, why is this, you know, this is white on black crime or this is a white guy shooting a black dude. And I was like, ah, shit. <laughs> I oh, so no, I he said stopped. shit. Oh, no. My jail is going to be demonetized. I know, exactly. <laughs> Yeah, so I mean, I've gotten a little bit of backlash. There was also I put. Did you just leave? No, yeah, I, I just went next door. I had to list a house. Um, okay, <laughs> well, welcome, welcome back. <laughs> Don't just blow for me. Nobody else knew I laughed. Well, I guess uh, when they see later, they'll see me getting out of the chair. <laughs> so content uh, is king. What's the what's the rules around the follow, the unfollow? Like, do you go back and unfollow everyone that hasn't followed you if you give them three days or seven days or like? So. I don't do that anymore. That was something to get get it off the ground. Basically, yep. I would go to accounts that would have similar followings to mine. For example, Tom Ferry has a lot of real estate agents. Real estate agents are my audience. Right. I would go to his recent followers because his recent followers are people that are relatively active on Instagram. I would follow or Wes would follow hundreds or 200, 300 of these people and then wait about two or three days because sometimes people aren't checking Instagram every five seconds like we are. Sure. And then they'll, they'll follow us back and then eventually after a while, you'll unfollow them. So it, it's kind of a little bit shady, but to get your account off the ground, I think it's a definitely a necessary tactic if you have right. uh, – if you have the spare time to be following unfollowing people on Instagram, which a lot of people don't, but we most certainly did. So is there some ratios that you live by as far as uh, following versus <laughs> follower count? Or I think, I think Instagram doesn't let you follow more than 7,500 people. Um, for our account, we never wanted to be following more people than we had followers just because it looks lame. Yeah. Uh, just from principle, whenever I look at an account and I see someone following 5,000 people and they have 500 people, I think they're – uh, fish loser. <laughs> loser. Yeah, that's or me. Something, or something fishy going Jim on. Jim Fannin on Twitter. Loser. Is that, no, no. Twitter. Twitter's different though. Twitter, you have to follow people. Yeah. That's, now onto Twitter. That's interesting because it was two years ago. I found this this awesome little Google extension. Okay, and right. it claimed to be able to unfollow me from all the people that I was following. I like my, right. my lane, my, my feed was garbage. Right. And right. I don't even find, I've, I've been the same count now and I don't find that it's garbage probably because I'm in a different political mindset and, and what I'm seeing speaks to me a little bit more. 
uh, but my feed was just, it made me uh, rage a little bit. So I'm like, you know what, I'm going <laughs> to start over. And locally, we have a, a guy here at the Mike Garrett. He mm-hmm. uh, used to be just a brilliant personality. I think now he's got a job and he's, you know, he cares. He's got a restricted account. Uh, and well, anyway, I found this, this application or this uh, whatever it is, this extension on Google that would take me down to zero followers. I went for a shower, I came back, I had zero followers. It was the coolest thing ever. And then when I started, I started with Mike Garrett. Again, just uh-huh. one follower, and then I built it slowly. At that point, I had 2,800 followers. Over the next few months, I lost almost 1,000 of them. <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> because yeah, no, I, I know that the for the people that know me and are tired of my stuff all the time, because I'm very political, they're probably they saw that as as an opportunity, right? Oh, right. Jimmy Fannin unfollowed me. Perfect. I'll unfollow him. <laughs> so two years well, later, I'm back up. You know, I'm at almost the maximum, forty forty nine hundred or something like that, and I uh-huh. still haven't reached the twenty eight hundred of my all time high. So I'm like, what the? Now I'm not working it as much, and I'm right. not being strategic, but I'm frustrated by it because it's just you know it takes it takes a lot to get to the payoff. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, have, have you found that that being more political online has has helped your business or hurt your business? Like your your commission coach slash real estate mm, business. Well, the commission coach is kind of a new thing that I've been working on in the background for the last couple of years. I've done it a little bit of it privately, locally. Um, you know, mm-hmm. I, I'm really hoping to get on with uh, NAR down in uh, San Francisco this year because well, because. They've turned me down two years in a row, and that's all what, I to, need is to a, speak at to speak at it. Yeah, or to, because uh, I only need 20, 20 minutes with you know a few hundred agents, and they'll get it. Like I mean, especially right. in my market, maybe not so much yours. In, you're in Santa Monica, um, I think out in California a little bit. You've got the regular rate of three percent. You've got a few discounters, and that's it. Like it's not, but. We started at three twenty five years ago when I got in the business. Then the discount came in quickly after I got in. Uh, a lot of people saw it as you know cheap money. You know, I saw it as being blackballed because when everyone's mm-hmm. offering a half point th- more than you, well, what do you think if we have the option and it's going to cost us twenty five hundred to show your house o- opposed to everyone else's in them? So I'm still stayed passionate about that. So a commission coach is kind of new, and I haven't really built it that much now. I wish I could tell you I saw a drop off. My business couldn't get any worse. Let's put it that way. Okay. <laughs> you know, for the last two years, I've been obsessed with building commission coach. You know, I do uh-huh. a little bit of real estate in the background. There's almost an election I won't stay out of. I've stayed out of the last two. I just declined the federal election this time around, so I'm proud of myself. The regional elections, I said no to um, because. Oh, you mean you you personally running? For yeah, office? I, yeah, I run for ten times, almost ten times as a Green Party candidate. The last time around, I ran as uh, none of the above. Um, and is a is a Green Party candidate and candidate different than the Green Party in uh, in America? No, pretty much the same left wing ideology. You know, uh, tax bads, not goods. Which you know, I'm still socialist in that way. I think we need a little bit of socialism, but unfortunately, the ideology of the left has got me so wrangled right now. I just I can't identify mm-hmm. with the left at all. I don't know who red pilled me, <laughs> but that red pill almost killed me, man. Because I I'm very loyal. I've been a Flyers <laughs> fan since I was five. As a result, I'm an Eagles fan as well, only because, like, the Flyers were great when I was a kid. When I finally turned my eyes to football, Randall Cunningham was there, and I stuck with – like, I'll never change teams. And I didn't realize that I was also loyal to my my ideas and my beliefs. So Uh coming off things like capital punishment, I I used to say, yeah, 
right. torch him, like kill him. He's a he's a piece of crap. Get rid of him. Mm-hmm. Now I'm like, you know what? I don't think it, I don't think man has the right to take anybody else's life. You know what I mean? Right. Uh, mm-hmm. An abortion. I don't know where I fall on it exactly, but I know that these late term <laughs> abortions are nuts, man. You shouldn't be able to have an abortion at nine freaking months. Anyway, so uh, you know, I wish. I, yeah, I'm sure that gets me in trouble because I'm not. I, I'm certainly not afraid to pull the trigger. I have an opinion. And there's a, there's half of the people out there that don't agree with me that will right. say something. And the other right. half that do agree with me, uh, they're not saying, hey, way to go, Jimmy. I'm going to call you. And you know what? In 25 years, I finally, about five years ago, got a call from someone. I said, how did you, why did you call me? They said, oh, well, you're my Green Party guy. Uh, you, oh, that's you, awesome. sent, you sent me an email a month ago. That's once in 25 years. So, no, it hasn't helped. And, mm-hmm. and, I, and you're probably right. You know, I just saw, saw I think Tim Pool was saying today, you know. Yeah, you look like Tim Pool right now with come that Come on, man. I like I Tim Pool. I, I, literally, I literally thought that you were trying to be him with that. You're just, no, you're, you no, got the got, mic and everything. Now you just got to talk I got a white head, man, and it's freezing Twitter cold. censorship and you'll be good to go. <laughs> but Tim Pool says, oh, you want to be a, you want to be a YouTube star, eh? Well, mm-hmm. I've been working 16 hours a day, posting seven videos a day, and today he said on three different channels. Like, it's mm-hmm. hard work. I'm just one guy, and I, I got to do a little bit of real estate here and there, too. But um, so, yeah, Are you I, posting your commission coach stuff on YouTube consistently? No. I just, you okay. know what well, I did? You don't, you don't need an audience of, of uh, an our audience for 20 minutes. You, you have YouTube right there that has every audience member you could possibly want. You could do YouTube ads. Uh, you could DM people to promote it. You could pay me to promote it. You know, mm-hmm. we could uh, figure something out. But just uh, post on YouTube consistently, two or three times a day, once a day, once a week. Start slow, and you'll really get your message out there. Do the right tags. I mean, if you want to preach uh, commission coach, that's that's your audience right there. You got yeah. Facebook, you got Instagram, you got Twitter. You no longer need to get physically in front of an audience, mm. and that will probably lead to you physically getting in front of an audience if you're charismatic and you're articulate on YouTube. Excellent. And so you'd recommend like a few posts a day, shorter clips, the things that are watchable, catchy yeah, titles, think, good tags. Yeah, exactly. I mean, do a two or three minute YouTube video every single day on it. Break it down on Instagram. Do thirty second teasers. Say, hey, link in bio. Watch the full video. If you got a Twitter account of however many followers you have now, start tweeting that stuff out. Um, you know, Facebook, you have these tools at your disposal now where you mm. can really tag the right people and reach the right people. And Facebook ads right now are so inexpensive. You could really hit the specific demographic. I'm, I'm boosting every post on Facebook now, and it's been really beneficial for growing my audience. So you got all the tools. I would just keep keep pounding away, and you're you're uh, you're good on the mic. So. You, you sound like a good. student of Gary V. He's he's so up <laughs> with Facebook ads, and you know I, yeah. I I'm the guy he uh, talks about when he says, "Oh, so you tried a Facebook ad and it didn't work, and you went off oh, screw that." <laughs> you know yeah. I mean? it, it doesn't mean that Facebook doesn't work. It means your ad sucked. So and right. this is kind of what I ran up against at, at one point. You know, I've got Jim Fannin. Uh, that's my YouTube channel. I've got a three or four separate uh, Twitter accounts, my personal account, the commission coach, Team Niagara. There's d- some different accounts. Well, you'll know because they retweet all your stuff all the time. Like, oh, there's Thank there's you. four retweets in the same uh, second. That's Those are all <laughs> my accounts. I appreciate that. And so I wondered, you know, when I started rolling this, like I've got a decent following on my on my on my personal Twitter page, on my YouTube channel. But then I thought, do I mix commission coach in with that kind of stuff? 
Or right. do I build a brand new platform trying to build a brand new identity and keep it separate so that people aren't going, oh, well, this guy's, uh, he, uh, he wants to build the wall. So forget him. I'm not dealing with the right. coach. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I would keep your personal and your business separate. I, I, I guess if you're uh, very political on your personal, um, mm-hmm. just because you would be turning away half your audience. But right. I mean, I keep my business and my personal separate. I have like a, a, a rogue Twitter account that doesn't even have my face on it where I could actually follow everybody politically who I want to. Um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't know, whatever works. Like you want to attract the people that, that you like also, you know, you want to work with people you like, but I think the, the, the name commission coach is catchy. It's got alliteration. I think it's uh, I think it's a good move. Just stick with that username. Try to build that one up. Awesome. Well, I appreciate your support there, and I will take you up as far as you know, being a student or paying you to, to influence or something. I just gotta go sell a house so I get some money in my pocket. But uh, and that's the thing, man. You take your foot off the gas in this business, you know what happens, man. The car just stops, and it, does. it, it doesn't stop for a minute. It stops for no. six months. So it does. you know, when I take yeah. a year off, not I didn't take a year off, but I. And it's just a matter of changing the focus, right? So I just, I'm focusing all my attention on building the website, on writing the scripts, on, on, on working out how it comes across, on trying to build some humor in it. You know, my presentation and commission coach, I can make into an hour presentation with no trouble, uh, especially if I'm talking to an agent. When I'm talking to my clients, it's about 20 minutes. But, mm-hmm. and then I taped it out all full, like I've got, when I looked at it, it looked like twenty chapters. I'm like, oh shit, I got to write a book because it looked like, it's an e- yeah, yeah. So what so I you can is- do it, you can do an ebook that you release in portions and that mm-hmm. you have people pay for. I'm doing an ebook on social media right now. I think that an ebook is very simple. You know, you do a, a word document, throw some cool illustrations in it, mm-hmm. and say, hey, ten dollars if you want to learn how to uh, never reduce your commission mm-hmm. or whatever, what, what you're saying is. Well, yeah, it's basically 7% on the, you know, I take 7%, seven and right. I give four to the selling broker. And when it's like in your market, it would be a solid full point above everyone else. And right. I tell, I tell my clients, Hey, listen, if you get something close to full price, would you pay an extra point? They're like, hell yeah, I pay, I pay five extra points. Like you're never going to get me full price anyway. They don't, they never expect to get it. But my point right. is like when I read, when I listed all this stuff out and then I did a mono read, like, I mean, a mono read for my camera, I went, mm-hmm. this is boring as shit. Like, how do you make right. a commission conversation entertaining and funny? Like I'm a funny guy, but writing comedy mm-hmm. is something completely <laughs> different, man. I yeah. Never, it is. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't know how you would necessarily make that entertaining, but you want to make it palatable to your audience. So you don't want to sit there and read something for 20 minutes. So I think if you release these kind of minute long videos and for all, all realtors want to do is make more money, get more leads and you're teaching them how to make more money. Mm. So that's it doesn't necessarily have to be ridiculously entertaining or funny. Like if the content you're producing is actually helping these people and they're saying, Hey, I'm getting an extra point on my commission because I watched this guy's videos. They're going to tell their friends about it. So I, I I would just keep, keep pounding away at it, man. You'll, uh, you'll, you'll eventually reach the right people, the right person will retweet you, the right person will comment. And then you'll start building your Rolodex. I appreciate that. So who have you been helping? Who have you? Can you talk about the people that you've influenced and helped out that, that you know, that it's worked out for you, that you have helped build the brand? And then I'd like to go, if you've got mm-hmm. the time, like to go back and, you know, for the newbies that don't have an account yet, like how, mm-hmm. would, how would you start doing this right off the bat type of thing? Yeah, um, I've definitely helped people build their accounts. I mean, I, I've kind of been a social media consultant for a few real estate tech startups that I don't necessarily want to name. I don't right. know if I'm allowed to, okay. uh, but I, I help 
people build their real estate followings. I tell them uh, I've, I've given presentations to agents. I've spoken at real estate conferences just kind of about, you know, having an authentic voice, what to post, when to post, how often to post, and basically how to growth hack your way to uh, Instagram following. Hmm. So there's a, lot, there's a lot of other kind of real estate comedy accounts that are popping up. Okay, good. And, and I've, I've helped a few of them as well by just saying like, um, you know, th this is like how you actually physically even make a meme, whether I'm giving them my apps or I'm giving them the right hashtags or I'm reposting their stuff to help throw, grow their accounts as well because I don't have a monopoly on this real estate comedy thing, even mm. though I felt like I did for a little bit. But yeah. uh, there's a couple other accounts out there now that I, I like to promote. And, you know, eventually I'd like to have a couple other people helping me out with this thing. So this becomes mm. like a real media company, which, you know, it kind of already is. I got a book. Yeah, Commission baby. Commission right there. Awesome. You know, I got merchandise. I got videos. <laughs> so I just... It would be great if I had another creative mind in the kitchen that's mm. like, dude, let's do a video on this topic. Let's film this. Let's uh, let's make funny one minute long Instagram videos. Like right. I, I want to make content that's longer form and scripted. Like I'm over the memes and the, the text videos. Those are quick yeah. hitting mm. and those go viral. But I like not viral. They go, you know, Popular. they get shares yep. on real yep. estate. Yep. Um, but if I could actually write out the jokes and the experiences that I've been feeling in real estate, I think it would be resonate with a lot of people. Right. So getting back to if you're, you know, you're just a rookie, you're starting out, you're like, okay, yeah. I got a great idea. I need some help with the branding. Uh, we've talked about a couple of those things. Maybe, you know, you look for similar followers, you, you, you engage with them, you like, you comment, but step by step, what would you, what would you say are the most important? Uh, commenting on other accounts that are within the same industry as you is huge. That's how I've built a lot of my audience. No, you talk so, across platforms. It doesn't matter. It's not specific mm -hmm. to Insta, Face, or Twitter. Well, I mean, Twitter definitely. I, I like Twitter for me in real estate. Twitter, I, I feel like it's a political realm, or it's it's a it's a it's a place for businesses to launch out what they're doing. Like real estate wise, I don't know if too many people are looking at listings and stuff on Twitter. Are they? I, I've never really use Twitter like no, that. I, use Twitter, right. I, I almost use Twitter as a dumping ground to test my jokes to see how they'll be on Instagram or Facebook. Okay. But, but for, for the commenting, not necessarily as much on Facebook, but on Instagram, what I'll do is I'll try to comment something really funny on accounts that are similar in my industry. So if it's Tom Ferry, if it's Ryan Serhan, if it's Josh Altman, if it's any of these million dollar listing guys, if it's an HGTV account or another funny meme account, I'll comment something funny because then my name pops up in their feed. You know how you're like scrolling through the comments and you could see the top accounts that comment? Mm -hmm. That's how I've gotten a lot of organic follows. So I think that recently because the Instagram algorithm shows the people that comment with the most followers oh. has, really, has really helped my account. So if I was starting an Instagram account in real estate, I would comment on a broke agent post every single time because that's your entire audience is real estate agents. So if mm -hmm. I'm a business trying to attract realtors, I follow – the broke agent. I follow bad real estate picks. I follow Tom Ferry. I follow National Association of Realtors because then the algorithm starts picking up all of these industry-related accounts. Mm -hmm. So what I'm going to do um, in this ebook that I'm coming out with too is I'm going to actually physically give these accounts to follow what kind of things you could comment and basically all these strategies that I'm giving away right now for free. Awesome. Eric Simon yeah. is my guest. He is the broke agent. We're talking about social media marketing and branding, uh, especially of the broke agent. So, Eric, tell me about uh, your growth. Like you started out, 
uh, you know, I know, you know, getting merch was a, a threshold, a milestone. Like, tell me about yeah. some of the meaningful milestones and when you accomplished them and kind of like order. Type of yeah, I, I think one of the biggest milestones was speaking at the Inman Connect conference in San Francisco. Right. Uh, I think we had 10,000 followers, 15,000 followers or something back then. And that really helped put Wes and I in the broke agent on the map at the time. Because and Inman that's is a, what? What's that? For those that don't know Inman? Oh, sorry. Inman Connect. Yeah. Uh, Inman is uh, one of the biggest real estate media publications. Uh, they focus on tech and real estate news. Brad Inman is the CEO and founder of that. So it's one of the they have two big real estate conferences a year and then they have other mini luxury conferences. One's in Vegas this year and then they usually have one in New York. So okay. basically we spoke at that and it was horrifying. Yeah. I barely said a word. I was fucking like, sorry. I was, you know, <laughs> sh I was shivering like before on stage. I couldn't eat anything. Wow. Um, but we just gave a little mini presentation. The first presentation we gave was in bunch of a, was in front of a bunch of CEOs, and we had no idea what the broke agent even was. We couldn't even describe it to people. So I think the ideas consistently evolved, and then some other milestones. Yeah, coming out with the merchandise was huge. Uh, posting our first YouTube video. Uh, the animation series, I raised $7,000 for a Kickstarter. Uh, coming out with a book is massive. Mm. Uh, came out March 5th. It's a real estate cartoon book called Commission Impossible Rogue Agent. Um, yeah, there's been a lot of kind of mini milestones and different things I've been working on. A lot of things that haven't worked and a lot of things that are continuing to work that I keep hammering out. So is it your is it your goal or aim to be out of real estate and have uh, have broke agent just provide all, everything you need to for oh, delivery? God, absolutely. Are you kidding? <laughs> this is the, the whole the whole reason I started this. Who is, wants is, to be a realtor? Damn it! I know. I am. I am ready. I, yeah. But the problem is, is the real estate feeds the content. So if I go a couple months without a sale, or I go a couple months without actually like contacting a client, or mm -hmm. uh, hopefully not a couple months, but then I have to like keep looking back and, and looking at the, the jokes I've written in the past or, you know, repurposing old jokes to mm -hmm. new memes and stuff like that. And it's like, I need to keep doing real estate to keep the content going. But thank God in this business, every single day provides 15, uh, 15 posts worth of material because every phone, <laughs> every phone conversation, every showing, every inspection, every open house, there's some either awkward interaction or something crazy that happens where you're like, that one's perfect. That'll resonate with me. You got to write them all down. I write them all down. So I, I have a little, you know, note place on my phone and then I organize them by category, whether it's inspection, open house, showing, cold calling, oh. door knocking, lead okay. generation. Um, yeah. So I have, actually, I don't have them that organized. That's, that's <laughs> <laughs> I completely made that. No, Perception I, I is that. reality. I, he lies too. Okay. It's yeah, no big I deal. Lie. That was a complete lie. <laughs> No, I, I do have different categories, um, very roughly. It's not like it's that organized, but no, no, I, you, I like to, yeah, sorry, Do ahead. you take uh, the, the Gary Vee school of thought that you're just going to document everything, <laughs> make long movies out of everything, and then just carve it up and make content, whether it's content today or two months from now or a year from now, then it's there? Or? No, I, okay. I'm not documenting everything. I, I, I post a lot of kind of funny rants and stuff on my Instagram stories. And I'll talk about, you know, the process of writing the book or something like that. But I don't have a D-Rock with me that's filming me 24-7. Right, so right. I don't know what I'd be documenting. Me me putting text on words on a meme, you know, me going to a showing and then, like, you know, writing a joke down. Like, there's <laughs> it's not, not that exciting. 
Well, so. the, I wish uh, every day was the crazy buyer day. I watched that again yesterday. It felt like the first time, and it <laughs> spookily chilled me because right. it, it hit a little bit close to home with uh, uh, maybe a girl or two that I know. Uh, right. <laughs> tell me about the broke agent. Where the who is he, character wise? He's me. Uh, he's this guy. That guy right there that's supposed to look like me. Okay. Uh, I gave him a name for the book, Ben Ackerman, B.A., the broke agent. So he's a 29-year-old Jewish dude in Los Angeles that is disgruntled about real estate, has pretty bad social anxiety talking to people. Really? Uh, not, not necessarily like uh, – sorry. Not not like in normal social situations. Oh, okay. But, you know, when, when the other realtor is not, not having any sort of conversation when you're waiting for your clients or like – talking to people at an open house and trying to actually work in whether or not they were, they're working with another realtor. Mm. Like you have all these, I, I basically, I, I always try to relate, relate to other people by bringing up sports or something else. You oh, know, that like local I, I sports to, team. How about that local team? Eh? Exactly. <laughs> so whenever I ask someone where they're from, I know everything about sports. So if someone says they're from Philly, I'll talk about Bryce Harper in the Phillies or something like that. Mm-hmm. And then I try to keep the conversation as far away from real estate as humanly possible. <laughs> and then I can relate with them on a human level and then hopefully they'll work with me. I but, just got to the point when they come into the real estate, like if I ever sat another open house again, I'd be like, do you want to buy it? Do you have an agent? Do you have a house? For <laughs> like, boom, 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 just straight to the point. I can't sugarcoat yeah. stuff and yeah, know, I trick gotta, them into telling me if they're working with somebody. <laughs> Yeah, I just I, I hate the salesy aspect of it, and that's right. why it's really tough to generate business, especially in Los Angeles, because you have so many, uh, you know, go getters and sharks out here that will do anything to get these clients. Mm-hmm. So if you're not out there every single day knocking on doors and hitting up your Rolodex five times a day, like I have so many friends that I probably could have worked with that I haven't worked with just because I'm not hounding them and I don't want to jeopardize my friendship. So mm-hmm. I, I think a lot of realtors do feel like that, and they see the ease on these um, these real estate TV shows. And then once they get in the actual business, they really feel the anxiety and the uncomfortableness that comes with dealing someone's biggest asset. You know, like you're, you're like when I've worked with my friends, it really like hits home with you that this is the biggest purchase they've ever made in their life and probably the biggest purchase that they're going to make for the next five or six years. So you want to do it right. And if there's a question you don't know, it, it makes you feel so uncomfortable and I'm, you know, I'm, I'm four or five years into the business, so I know nothing compared to someone that's been in the business 30, 40 years. Like every single time you do a showing, you get more and more experience, yeah, which definitely. is obvious. It's just a cliche, but yeah. So the broke agent is basically just, uh, the inner monologue of a realtor and, and what he's thinking. And, um, there, he has some success, but most of the time, like in real estate, you have all these little failures, but the little successes, like getting a text back from a lead or uh, getting a phone call or something like that. I really want to capture that as well. Yeah, have you, uh, I guess, yeah, you're uh, only a few years in the business then. I thought you were in there. It yeah. seems like Broke Agent's been along for decades, man. Like I've been following <laughs> you for decades. So that that's good. Uh, yes. And, you know, I, I called me resigned and cynical, but I'm almost to that, like one of my best friends called me the other day. She's like, well, you know, I sold my house, right? Like that, it's gutting. Uh, especially when you're new in the business and you're hungry, like, I mean, literally hungry. And, and, you know, I'm like you, I I don't want, I don't like that salesmanship. Like it takes some sales. I mean, the hounding and, and, uh, uh, you know, uh, 
they're going to buy before they die type thing. You just never leave them alone. And then yeah. if you don't, and that's something I, I really haven't been good at real estate. It's something I dropped the ball on is the best thing for me that you, that I could have done is showing up on closing with pizza and beer. You're the hero. You get right. introduced to the whole family. You guaranteed to get a lead out of it somehow. And if not, yep. at least that's the fun part of the job. That's the part I think I've done it once for a buddy of mine. And <laughs> that's when I realized, wow, this is this is really awesome. Like yeah. this is awesome. Not because you're the hero, just because they're your people. So yep. the, the, does it ever does it ever get um, less offensive if that's the right word for it when somebody calls and like, dude. Uh, you know, and it's always after the fact. If if they called you before and said, "Oh man, I, I'm bummed out. I'm gonna have to give this one to Lisa." Sorry, bro. That never happens. Yeah. You always find out about it because you see it on the MLS. You know. Yeah, or they 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 half-ass tell you afterwards, or they have their girlfriend tell you, or something like that. Like <laughs> I was I was working with a couple for six months. I must have showed them twenty places in West LA, and <clears throat> they go dark on me, and. I didn't want to keep hounding these people and annoying them. I mean, they were friends, but they were kind of friends of friends. And then out of nowhere, I get a call from the boyfriend. I was close with the girl because I went to college with her. And he's like, Eric, man, I'm, I'm really sorry, but we we wrote an offer with the listing agent in this place downtown a month ago, and, and we're closing like next week. Mm. And, you know, I was I crushed a little bit. I was more yeah. just kind of like, was I doing a, a, a bad job or something? Like, can mm. you, like, just tell me, you know, tell me so I'm not, constantly checking my phone or texting or calling. And those are, those are the ones that hurt the most is when you just, you're even sometimes I'll go on Instagram and I'll see one of my friends uh, posting a picture with keys at their new condo. Mm. And I'm like, you know, I'm a realtor. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know if that says something about me or I'm just not doing a good enough job at letting everybody know that, Hey, if you're buying, this is, this is what I do. Like, let me help you. Yeah. So I don't, it's just, it's that, it's that awkward kind of line of, friendship slash business and i think a lot of people are really good at toting that line and knowing how to handle it mm. and a lot of other people are kind of you know 50 50 half in half out on it and that's kind of where i'm at unfortunately but thank god i have the broke agent where i could talk about these things and i could you know monetize it as well so and you can drip on them without it being salesmanship hey it's just eric calling to see how your cat's doing and uh, isn't it time to move you just draw if they're following you then you can drip on them with broke agent and it's not like that well now the broke agent everybody knows about that so they know i am a real estate agent so that has helped in that sense definitely because i i I don't post anything on my personal about real estate, which is kind of stupid. Right, but really? I, I, because the broke agent is such like a part of my brand and all my friends know about it, they all know I'm a real estate agent. Mm-hmm. And it's actually kind of helped with business here in Los Angeles because as the name has gotten bigger and people have actually started to put a face to the brand, um, other realtors will recognize me and say like, hey, I actually want to work with this guy or I, I kind of feel like I already know him. So my rapport with him is a little bit better. Maybe I'll uh, give him a little bit more information on the offer situation or I'll be more candid with him about where we're at. So yeah. it's definitely helped in my real estate as well. Yeah, my mother used to say she she used to be our manager over at Remax here in town in St. Catharines. And, you know, she managed 75 or 80 agents at the time in a couple different offices. And, you know, I'd come in as a new agent, beat down in my early 20s and go, oh, so-and-so. You know, I used to fall for the, hey, we're in no hurry. Now I understand right. when people say we're in no hurry, they're buying tomorrow. So you better yeah. stay glued to them because, I mean, that's, that's just – 
That's a good tweet right there. Yeah, you can use it. I'll credit you. Yeah. <laughs> okay, good. Uh, but she always used to, and, you know, I'm very good at taking personal responsibility, at least I think I am, and, and she kind of trained me this way, is there's, what did you do wrong? Like there's all you have to look at yourself. If you lost the deal, it was because you didn't stay in touch with them. You didn't buy the pizza on closing. You didn't send them a closing. You didn't drop in once in a while and say, hey, I'm in your neighborhood. Is that something that you incorporate into your business as well? Or you just hand it all off to B.A.? Uh, you mean like the follow up business? Well, yeah. Um, yeah. Well, the dripping. Yeah. Yeah, the dripping. Um, I mean, I do closing gifts. I, I, I really don't even have like an email drip campaign. Like I, I do all my follow up through broke agent business stuff okay. where I hit them with, with, with emails or, or, you know, DM conversations or cool. like all my, my broke agent contacts. That's what I basically use as my business. So everybody there I'm keeping in touch with constantly, whether it's a conversation over social media, email or phone calls, because I've met agents influencers and whoever across the country and that's really like helped my network but real estate wise i need to be doing more of that the people that i have sold houses and condos to i need to continuously be in touch with them but a lot of them are my friends that i'm just talking to regularly anyway awesome yeah all right brother i want to respect your time we've kept you almost an hour now and i appreciate that very much man it's been uh, a long time getting you on here but uh yeah, yeah. I, I appreciate your time you're yeah you're you're a star to me and the, you know what the, the the humor i mean yeah. there's nothing you can't do uh with humor and when, and the self deprecation is absolutely sexy i know it's kind of like a an anonymous character in some some right. way but uh just on your way out any advice that you've got for even even established realtors that maybe have a social media account or are just saying hey I saw Eric Simon today. Jeez, he's mm -hmm. done all right for himself. I want to turn because we did talk about how this branding really has helped your personal real estate business yeah. as well. So, any uh, small tips that you could give on the way out would be great. I think posting the failures every now and then is really helpful for people to see. There, there's an agent that I recommend everybody follow called Jason, named Jason Cassidy. He's a successful realtor in San Diego. I met him at a conference a couple years ago. And on his stories, he'll post emails of himself getting rejected for listing appointments. And it, it's, it's really authentic and it really resonates with realtors because it's just like, yes, that's what happens a lot more consistently than the other emails. Right. And it, it makes him seem more likable that it's not just just sold, just listed, open house, picture of me smiling with a massive key look at my new lamborghini <laughs> exactly motivational quote car like you know it's just this non-stop feed of just nauseating promotion and the the, the more uh, not necessarily personal but what, when you post your failures or you post your mishaps or your bloopers if you're filming you know a stupid agent profile video or something like that i think right. that's the stuff that people would be like, I like this guy. I want to work with him or I like this girl because she actually has a sense of humor. She's not this suited and booted person that is just this agent that have, th these people have almost become like like not mannequins but just like fake personas on Instagram where it's just like they, they think they're, they're, uh, they're personal trainers, they're life coaches, they're real estate coaches, they're real estate agents. It's like this combination of this Gary Vaynerchuk character that just drives me nuts. And I think so many people see that in their feed that if they saw some like failures or they saw some mishaps or blunders, they'd be like, that's the person I want to work with. Awesome. That's good advice, huh? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's good shit right there. Pulled man. that one out of my ass, but I thought that was good. <laughs> 
also always so self-congratulatory that's awesome exactly uh, brother i uh, appreciate the time man um I want to touch you up another time, and maybe we'll uh, put a little bit more thought into it. I was just happy to get you. I'm a little, uh, I'm a little bit of a fanboy, fan and fanboy. Thank you, and uh, I, I appreciate that. I'm glad. Well, hey, uh, yeah, we, we've been in touch for a few years. Yeah, you uh, built it, man. And, it's all you. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, hey, so you're doing something right with your contact, you know? Like yeah. you got to keep fostering those relationships. So, yeah. if there's other influencers that you want to get your commission coach stuff out there, keep doing what you're doing with me. You know, like awesome. you've always been, you've always been funny. We've, we've talked a couple of times on the phone. Yep. Uh, you know, you're sharing my stuff. You're interacting with me on social media. So if you did that with some other, dude, you I know, called you out. I did a whole video with the broke agent shirt on. I'm like, I'm chasing dude. Come yes. to me. Come to give me a, and you're like, Oh, I missed that. I'm like, you fucker. You I know. Sorry. I, I don't, I don't check all the, uh, all the notifications, but well, hey, you must have a lot of them, man. Here. And yeah, I appreciate, you know, the humor and stuff like that and, and, yeah. and, and, and the B roll stuff too, you know, mm -hmm. making yourself vulnerable. You're right, man. People love that kind of stuff. Vulnerable. They, the they want to see the makeup. They want to see you when you first roll out of bed and you stub mm -hmm. your toe or something like, yeah, that the, the B roll stuff. So that's awesome because, you know, I think we, and maybe you're over this, but I always got caught up in that whole idea that no, I'll wait till the website's perfect before I launch it. Well, you know what? You fix it later. Make a few yeah. dollars first, and you'll have the money to fix it, or pay someone to fix it. You don't have to worry about it. So, if if you keep waiting for everything to perfect to be perfect, you're never going to put anything out there. I mean, mm -hmm. with, with this book, I even think there's like a couple typos in it, but it's just like we. I mean, this this was a year or something in the making, and I was just like, we got to just put this thing out here. Yeah. And it's a it's a great cartoon. I recommend people buy it. I got to promote it a little. Yeah. No, dude, absolutely. TheBrokeAgentBook.com, check it out. It's 200 pages of a real estate cartoon drawn by Eric Lee. I also recommend following him. Real Estate SquarePants, he does funny, sarcastic real estate comics. Okay. And, uh, yeah, it's got praise from Tom Ferry, Ryan Serhant, Sam Real, and uh, it's cool. So you wouldn't recommend picking a war with these guys? <laughs> yes, like Mike exactly. Ferry himself told me, good luck. We can't even talk about commissions because it's illegal. Like, I mean, I probably shouldn't say that, but hey, it's a fact. And the guy's old yeah. school, and I respect him. But, you know, I came from the old school. Of, well, I did Mike Ferry, too, but I'm a Floyd Wickman guy, and he's still kicking around. But he was sweat hogs, you know, 25 years ago when I got in the business. So uh, right. and the book is a, is a full story? Yeah, oh. it actually is. So, I mean, you could pretty much open it. It's a coffee table, bathroom, whatever okay. book. But you mm -hmm. can pretty much open to any chapter and then read it from there. But there's also a story arc from basically the BA getting into the business to him completing his first deal. There's a love interest. There's office characters like the annoying title rep, a uh, nagging seller, a buyer that never buys, you know, all these kind of characters that are uh, reoccurring in every real estate agent's life. They're in this book. Where's, so, where's highly the, recommend. Just before I go personally, where's stick come from? Eric stick, Simon. Stick. I was very skitty in high school, okay. my freshman and sophomore year. So everyone called me Stick. Everyone still does call me Stick. So really, that's yes. I so, call my uh, brother Idiot Stick. So it's just <laughs> Stick for short. Once in right. a while, um, brother, appreciate it. And uh, where can people find you on social media? Uh, at the Broke Agent on everything: Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube. Uh, TheBrokeAgentBook.com for the book. Coming out with an ebook with another Instagram account I'll mention soon. Um, and that'll be out in a couple of months. And that'll teach people how to gain followers on Instagram without even telling them what to post. Just kind of the growth hacking strategies that we talked about today. And it'll be really useful for realtors. So 
pretty awesome. excited about it. Awesome, brother. I'm going to take your advice. I'm going to become a broke agent, agent student. And some at some point, I might just show up in your town and say, dude, I'm here. <laughs> Let's go for a pint. I don't know about that. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll be in town in your, in your neck of the woods one day. But uh, awesome. I appreciate yeah, the I, love. I think and, if, uh, I, if I could, sorry, one more thing. If I, if I could somehow wrap education with humor, I'm not going to teach people how to sell real estate because uh, – the broke agent, obviously that's kind of contradictory yeah. and that's not something I ever want to do. But if I could help people somehow get leads through humor, uh, whether it's sharing my content, wearing my merchandise or, you know, reading the book or reading the ebook or something like that, then that's the best possible thing. Education wrapped in humor. I think that's kind of the next step for this, but yeah, the broke agent on everything and, uh, appreciate you having me on. It was great. Hey, I love you, brother. I love your work. Yep. And, uh, it's been very entertaining for us and, and it's, you know, it's just a pleasure to open up the feed and see something new from you. And, awesome. uh, so yeah, keep it up with the, uh, I want to meet the, uh, the girl from uh, crazy buyer. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll, I'll let her know. <laughs> he is Eric stick. Simon. He is the broke agent. Catch him on all social media platforms and we'll touch base with you soon. I appreciate it, Eric. Thank you, man. All right. Later, man. Cheers. How do you work this thing? How do I sign off? <laughs> <laughs> All righty, man. That was good. Thank you. All right, man. We'll talk soon, and we'll yeah, touch you up. Send me, uh... send me the links, okay? Um, and I'll uh, I'll repost it on Twitter and stuff. But I gotta go to. Uh... You gotta go Should make some money. It's already eleven. Yeah, I gotta go. Sorry, brother. Peace out. Love you. And we're out.